Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of B Church. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. Praise God, are you blessed? Amen. Welcome. Good evening. It's wonderful to be here. And I know that you're going to be blessed tonight. That you're going to receive more from the Lord. And that you're going to see His goodness and His love and His faithfulness and His mercy. Amen. His mercy is endures forever. His faithfulness is to the clouds. Amen. It says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Come on. God's love never fails us. God's love never stops. God's love is always there for us. It covers so many things. Are you not glad for His love and His mercies that we have? Come on, it says it's fresh every morning. It's new every morning. He says as the sun rises and sets, He says so every morning if it comes up and it sets in the evening, so you will know that His covenant stands with you. Amen. That God's covenant is everlasting and He will not fail us. And just before we go into the Word, we're going to just take a moment to bring our offerings and our tithes and, and our sowing unto the Lord. And, and I want you to prepare your heart because Word speaks about God that loves a cheerful giver. And, and Paul writes and he says, I don't want you to give under compulsion that you feel forced, that you feel that you have to. He says, God loves a cheerful giver and the way you give should be with this attitude. Are we under the law? No, but the Bible also says that Christ didn't come to abolish the law, to take away. He says, I came to fulfill the law and bring the completeness and the fullness thereof. And actually what, what Paul speaks um, in the New Testament that he speaks, down, he says, we bring a tithe to the Lord on offering. But he says, actually, for some of you, you can even bring more than a tithe. For some of you, you struggle to even bring a tithe. He says, but what the, the heart of God is, is that you come and be a cheerful giver. In the way that you give and whatever you give, you have to be a cheerful giver. God is a God of principles. And, and somebody sat down with me one time way back and and um you know i said yeah i I short vision in my life it's sometimes i struggle to feel and he connects it to tithing and i'm like man where does he go now but what does the bible say about when you bring your tithe unto the lord he says will i not open the windows of heaven do we walk through windows or do we look through windows come on it's not a trick question Okay, you you look through windows, you see through them. And he says that when you tithe, he says, God says, I open the windows of heaven that there's also vision in your life. You can see, you can have direction, you know what to do. He says, if we cannot see, if there's no vision, what does he say? People perish because there's no vision. So we struggle because we cannot see. But he says, hey, when you bring your tithe unto the Lord, one of the things that God causes is you to see. The ability to see, to have vision, to look for tomorrow, to see in the future, past the horizon, and to understand what is the mind of God and start walking in that. Amen? Come on. So, so part of what we do when we bring, it's for you the ability to see what God's plans are. To see where He wants to take you and then start to walk in that fullness. Amen? Come on. So get your seed ready and get it with that cheerful heart. If you do electronically, we have the codes or EFT, but let's just pray over that seed. Father, we say thank you for the seed. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow and to give with cheerful hearts. And Father, come and as, as we bring our, our offerings to you, thank you, Father, that you're pleased. Thank you, Father. 
Father, that you will cause all of us to have vision, to be able to see and to know what is the heart and the will and the mind of God. And Father, that you will be glorified in all of this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. The ushers, you can go ahead. And as they, as they take up the offering, I'm going to start with the introduction and, and get into the word so that we can uh, enjoy that and that we can be bold. Amen. And I started this morning and, and again, we are going somewhere. Amen. We are going somewhere. Man, I like the evening services. You, you, you can preach with me. That's good. So, so we're going somewhere. And, and as God gives us vision, part of transitioning, last year we went through a big transition and we started to move in a direction and part of where God is taking us, part of the, the, the way to transition is it comes through teaching. We need to teach and understand what's the mind of God. We need teaching to, to know what God wants and sometimes God wants to break our paradigms. God wants to break this box, alright? God wants to come and expand us because when He says, uh, fill the earth, have dominion over, uh, multiply, be fruitful, all these things. He, God, God didn't come and say, hey, I want to put you in a little box and be happy and forever there. God, God doesn't want to put us in a place and contain us. God says, no, I want you to expand. I want you to grow. I want you to, to multiply, fill the earth, have dominion, and then enjoy it with me. Part of what we need to do is to enjoy as well what we do. Come on. Not just by force or, or you know, it feels like oh, I have to. But God says that, you know, He gives us a joy. He gives us the ability to, to work and do the things that is pleasing unto Him. So, so as we walk and we, we live in this way, it says that God's children are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. So we need to understand the voice of God. We understand the mind of God. And then He says, if you walk with the Spirit, then also keep in step with the Spirit. So as we walk and as we keep in step with the Spirit, He leads us on a path. He leads us in certain journeys. And He wants to break open new things so that we can come with new understanding. Alright? We always say you, you walk in the light that, that you have. We'll say in Afrikaans, you wandel met die licht wat jy Alright? So, so if this is your amount of revelation that you have, you can walk in this light. But God wants to come because He says, in His light we see the light. Come on. So as we walk in this revelation and we walk, we start to see more things, layer upon layer, God builds in our lives. And this is what God wants to do. So, so I'm going I'm to lay a foundation again and, and we need to go deeper and deeper into this to understand what is the mind of God and to understand the calling. So, so part of you, you were here in the morning, bless you. Amen. You're going to get more of this. Amen. But let's read together first just on the on the. the, the, the foundation scripture 1 Corinthians 12 26 it says if one member suffers all suffer together praise God you're in a team amen one suffers all suffer together if one member is honored all rejoice together now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a more excellent way. Amen. So God wants, there's a more excellent way. He speaks about the gifts that actually brings more value and build us and adds. Alright, the gifts that actually is useful to the body. 
and um, he says that God has appointed in the church first apostles I want to speak about the word first first in the Greek means proton all right and and proton again firstly in time firstly in place first in order of importance so God comes there's a certain structure that God wants to do certain things the word speaks and he says that that we build the church on the foundation of what we build the church on the foundation of the apostle and the prophet now who of you have built a house before or was part your father maybe built a house all right you've built and when you start building there's a process isn't it there's a way that you do things you 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 didn't order the roof and then the beams and then the cement you you start with hey let's dig let's get the the the, the um, foundation right amen so you have all the the steel that goes in the foundation and you have all the cement and the the brick force and and all the um, you know what what's the 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 mengsel van klippengoed the crusher all the crusher run all right all those things and you build that and only when that foundation is set and it's dry and it's ready then you start building so God has got an order of way how we do things so for, so so proton also means before at the beginning chiefly first of all now God desires a proton people you are a proton people and you need to understand what God speaks he says that he called us first he called you first proton means first all right just say that first it goes first God wants you to be a pioneer God wants you to break the ground now it's lovely to see when we speak to people here and individuals how God stirs up businesses and how God gives dreams and how people want to expand because have you realized that we started to shift last year from a pastoral thing to an apostolic thing have you noticed that that even your language start to change God confirms it amen the Lord's voice rumbles and thunders <laughs> praise God so so we've been transitioning from pastoral to apostolic we're part of the ministry part of what God wants to do but the emphasis and the focus and the functioning start to change all right because part of the fivefold is your pastoral and your caring and the evangelist and that's what we do I think if you're part of this church you understand that we touch on all of them we just we're not just little shepherds and taking care of the sheep we we evangelize we go we part of of fetching the lost and the least and we're getting them amen we go on missions we send we get teams we raise our people come on that's what we do and that's part of the fivefold and the apostolic calling but but he says that that so this church where we are now is apostolic in nature and we're starting to change and build more into that because we need to understand our identity that's why we bring teaching and that's why we speak these things that the more we do this the more we can start to understand how we function and and what God calls us to do so that we can function in fullness amen so so we are apostolic in nature apostolic means what it's sent once sent once um, apostle the word means a delegate a delegate sent forth with orders you are sent forth with orders and we all have orders doesn't we or don't we all right um, Genesis oh, not Genesis Matthew 28 all right what what does the word say in Matthew 28 verse 19 go therefore and make disciples of all nations 
there we call it the great commissioning but it's actually God gives you an apostolic mandate because apostolic means to be sent with a with with orders a delegate sent forth so he says I send you we'll get to that as the father has sent me now I send you so Jesus because the word says in Hebrews 3 1 he is our high priest and our apostle so as he is the apostle and he is sent so now he comes and he says as the father has sent me now i send you it means when you are sent the apostolic means what that you are first come on you have to go first because he says and he set in the church first apostolic so the saint ones that goes forth with commands and with orders to break the ground and do certain things all right it's not about a title it's about the function and what god wants to do it's the process and the functioning that god wants to do in you so many people think that the apostle is said first so it's a hierarchy system so apostles prophets teachers then you see one place he mentions teachers last one place he mentions teachers third he didn't mean that you know there's this one is more important than the other no god when he speaks he says that there's a process and there's a structure to things and an order of how things should happen so that we do it the right way because the word says christ is the cornerstone he's our foundation he is the 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 foundation that's been laid and there's no other foundation that's what paul says like a skilled master builder i have built on the foundation of christ and there's no other foundation that can be laid. amen so he's the foundation christ our cornerstone our apostle and he says that as he was sent he sends us so being sent means now in our nature and in our calling and what we do we have to go first then the rest will follow it's fine Come on, you can tell your neighbor, you can come later. All right, but I'm going first. I'm going first. There's something special about being first. God desires a proton people. All right, the, the apostolic spirit represents, uh, or, or when it's present in the church, it means that God wants a company of believers. He doesn't want some apostles. We'll get to this where we're going to teach on, on the Antioch model of the church. But Antioch was actually a hub where apostles was was breeded where apostles was was created and it speaks it, the, the, they speak that, that that church in Antioch had, had almost 16 apostles all running the church not just one 16 and it says there Paul Silas Barnabas all those were sent forth from Antioch to go on missions you see that 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 we need to become a place a hub where we build and we create apostolic people to be sent out come on to take nations to take cities how are we going to take this city how are we going to take this area we need all of us to understand our identity and start walking in that start walking in the authority that takes back start walking in the authority that expands because with your identity comes certain things certain gifts he says according to the grace that i've given you so god gives you certain graces and certain anointings for your calling that what god speaks so he gives you a grace and one of the graces when you are called for the apostolic is the ability to endure hardships who of you have been through tough times okay if you had, if you didn't raise your hand we'll pray with you afterwards god come and just bring something upon them no <laughs> we won't okay 
It's the ability to endure hardships. Because when we walk, God wants to produce something within us. But he says, you know, that what I produce is for my glory. And God wants to do an everlasting work in us. So, so God sometimes have to take us through all these processes to make in us. Because he says, um, you know, when, when Jesus calls his disciples and he says, follow me. I've preached that last year. You remember? Follow me and I will make you. Follow me. Then the making starts where God starts to make us and shape us. And one of the things I said is, are you willing to eat the plate that God sets before you? Because God leads us into wildernesses and places and we, like the Israelites, we moan and we groan and we murmur and we complain because of all these things. And God says, can you eat what I set before you? The thing is about when you start eating, when you eat, it, it speaks about legislative authority, your diet. Because when you start to follow Christ, God gives you a specific diet. Come on. That's why it says, when you in me, Matthew 4, 4, you don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God gives you a different diet. Some bread, it's great, but by the word of God, you live. So, so part of the nature is not just to endure hardships and to stand in the word and to walk with that until it happens. You break the ground. My father when they went to Zambia, they had the mission and they was called, they said, first establish a sustainable farm. Then you're going to raise up a school. You're going to start with healthcare, all these things. But our first priority is raise up a sustainable farm. And when they got there, because how many of you, you guys, Cephas, when you plant maize, do you plant fields or just a little enough for your family? Just for the family. Why? for you to survive but that's a mindset because you can actually do so much more but now you've just planned and, and that's the mindset sometimes just this little just enough to survive don't we just do that sometimes we'll just be satisfied with this little bit to survive and God says no so the first mission was go and cultivate the land so they had to deforest great areas it took work so so it was untamed so they had to go in dig out dig out the roots, take out all the, the rocks and the boulders and the things that was there so that they could plow the fields and ready it so that they can be a harvest. So it takes, so they were sent forth first to prepare and then the fruitfulness came. God wants to send you forth to break the ground. So your ability to endure hardships is that when it's tough, you can endure and you can carry on until man, we've been there, I don't know, somewhere we've got photos if if i stand here you know that maze it's like this it's so high it's, you know the the the, the cones yeah praise god my my angles the millicopper <laughs> they're so full all right it's 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 so great to see the fruitfulness everything lush and green but it, it didn't look that way a year before. It took time to labor and cultivate and then see the fruit of that. So, so we need to walk. There's certain characteristics that sets us apart when we start walking in the apostolic. I love this because um, let's just get you this. Proton ones are sent ones. Come on, John 20, 21 says, Peace, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Come on. 
The Holy Spirit is a saint spirit. We received it. Holy Spirit is an apostolic spirit. But then he comes and he says, I send you. You are sent. In other words, send one. First apostles, you, you, you're called to go first. Amen. And, and, and part of the nature and character of us is if you send one, a proton believer, is that, that you are aware that you are sent. Jesus is the sender. Um, John 6, 57 says, As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he will also live because of me. Come on, you feed on Jesus. Don't live by bread alone, but by every word. Jesus is the word made flesh. He was sent. He was sent. Jesus speaks and he says, uh, In him was the light and the life of men. It's beautiful because when I studied this proton, when you go to the to the um, you know the physics and all these things, then I, I, I read an article of a physicist who wrote on light and the protons, the neutrons and the electrons, and and you know one is 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 a molecule that's physical and one is you know more energy. And Jesus is the only one that could, could have claimed and he comes with the physics and actually explains how Jesus was both God and man. Because one was in the spirit and one was in the flesh. And the proton and the neutron and the electron that, that only light, the, the molecules of light and life, you know how it works is that one is in the, in the spirit and one is in the flesh. And that's why only Jesus could claim that he is the light and the life of man. Come on. God knows. But it's this. So, so. He says, for John 6, 38, for I've come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the one who sent me. Proton believers know what is the will of God and their desire is to do the will of God. What God calls them to do, to do the works of sent ones. The testimony, John 5, 36, that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I'm doing bear witness about me, the Father has sent me. When you do the works of the Father, when you do what God has called you to do, heaven will back you. Heaven will back you up. Come on. Give one amen. amen. All right. When you do the things that pleases the Father, when God sends you, He backs you. He will do that. And John 8, 29, He who sent me is with me. He's not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing unto Him. When you're a proton believer, when God calls you, as one in this nature, you do the things that's pleasing unto Him. You see, when, when I'm called for hardships and when God calls me to do certain things, the nature must be to please Him because only, otherwise you can only do the assignments that you like. Come on, I always say we cannot pick and choose our assignments. When God calls you, you take the full package. You cannot say, I'll obey here, uh, that I'll put on the shelf. This I don't like that much. We can work on this one still. No. When God calls you, it means that you do that what is pleasing unto Him. How many of you have known that when you come to Christ, your life is not your own anymore? Your life doesn't belong to you anymore. All right? So God has to work and we have to die. And sometimes you can realize how much is still alive of you. But God wants to produce. So, so proton believers start to die to themselves and get to a place where they say, I do that what is pleasing unto Him. Amen. So proton believers are not man pleasers. They're God pleasers. We do that what pleases the Lord, not man. 
because we sometimes you know are fearful and we want to speak what soothes the ears of men God says no I'm, I'm looking for people who are man not man pleasers but God pleasers who will do the will of the father who will release the life that's within him that you are called to shift the atmosphere that as you move like Peter when he moved and and people started to notice that that there's something different about Peter there's something different about the apostles the men of God that where they move things happen because of what they carry one of the things I said about this here is that God is restoring the priesthood one Peter that you are a royal priesthood and one of the things about priesthood the functions is that they carry the ark the, the presence of God Come on, that you need to come to a place in this year where you move and you carry the presence of God. Amen. And that where you move, people start to notice that there's something different. That you carry something. Because when they moved, things shifted. He says that, hey, when they walk by and his shadow falls on people, they're getting healed. They're getting delivered. They stole Paul's uh, tools and aprons and things. Not that the anointing is upon it, but, but they said, hey, that what he carries, let, let's just do something that we can get some of that. Get delivered, get healed, get restored. But it's what they carry because 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, do you not know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? And that the Spirit of God lives within you, amen? The Spirit of the same one, the Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same one lives inside of you. Will give life to your mortal bodies, amen? And that's the life of God that he brings. So, so pioneers, proton believers are pioneers, meaning that you go first. First refers to responsibility. So there's a responsibility that you carry. It refers to inheritance and blessing, something that you receive. It refers to authority, something you need to walk in. But it's a privilege to be first. There's advantages to be first. To be first is the favored position. God wants to favor you. But you have to respond. Have you known that you can reject the call of God? You can walk away from what God wants to give to you. You have a free will. You have a choice. And that's why it says we have to choose for him. And those who are first, they are the pioneers. Another word for first or pioneer because God wants the, the, the proton believers to, to, to direct and set the tone and the direction for the church. God wants a company of believers that will start to influence and, and, and change the environment so that others will follow. You see, but it's not easy because sometimes we have to walk in ways that hasn't been walked before. Sometimes there's no road. You have to make the road. Come on. You have to make the way. So sometimes it's easy. You walk in the footsteps of others, but sometimes you divert and then you have to make the way that God gives you. And you have to break it through. But pioneers or proton believers, first is, is, is one of the things means to set in motion a forerunner, an innovator. Come on, to lay the first stone, to lead the way, to usher in, to institute, to take the initiative, innovator initiative. I believe that God wants to release businessmen. I, I believe that God wants to release an anointing where there's a release for, for people to expand and to start businesses this year. Come on, who of you wants to start a business or is busy doing something, you know, starting a business or you're in the pipeline and you want to? Come on, raise your hand. You want to have your own. Come on. Or, or raise your hand. You, have, you want to have more than one. Not just two. Not just three, but four and five and six. Come on. You see, that's the call and the nature 
of the apostolic is suddenly you start to get a desire to own land, to own property, to, to stabilize and to anchor things and to, to rule and reign and have dominion over, not to, to walk and not to be subject because one of the, the trademarks of the apostolic and of a a proton believer is that you follow God's ways, not man pleasing. So you, 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 there's two things, two trademarks. Let me just get it. Where am I? Okay, let me just say that again. Christ, about the functioning. Remember he says, I said, first apostles, Hebrews 3, 1 says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession Jesus the apostle and high priest there's something about first first the, the, if you if you are born first um, or, or be a first fruits or firstborn um, in the Bible so firstborn didn't mention or, 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 or were not necessarily the oldest child if you were a firstborn, it didn't speak of being born first. It actually re not referred to order of birth, but it, it referred to a rank. The rank that God is giving you. A firstborn possessed the inheritance and leadership. So when God says, Jesus, the firstborn, it means that he, he, he inherited or he, he, he walked and lived and he owned the inheritance and the leadership. He was first in rank. And that's why it says that, that Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, but, but there's other parts, I'll get to that scripture that says he was the firstborn of creation. That he walked firstly, he received that. And, and, and so God calls us many first in authority, first in power, first in rank, first in time, pioneers, first in lineage, the patriarchs, first in, 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 in revelation, speaks about a prophetic people. First in possessing represents Joshua generation. The first in breakthrough represents a people of new levels. I believe one of the things that God wants us to walk in is to become a people of breakthrough. To become a people that sets a new level, sets a new standard, that rises. That when you walk and you make the road, that those who come after you, you lift them up to a different way, to a different level. Come on. Proton believers are breakthrough people. Breakthrough means that, that it's the act of, of removing or surpassing an obstruction or a restriction. And I want to declare over you that the obstructions and the restrictions are removed out of your life. I want to declare over you that God wants to come and He says, I've called you, I've anointed you. As a proton believer who goes first, you're a person of breakthrough. That that what you walk in, you are passing, surpassing or removing the obstructions and the restrictions. Come and receive that. Amen. You initiate breakthroughs into new regions. Have you realized that, that what we are busy doing here, being a proton believer, you are part of pioneering and doing the new wine scheme that God wants to release. You are part of this in the season. That what God wants to do, you taking part in what God is busy doing. So we don't always follow the paths of others. We sometimes make new paths when necessary. But here's the two things. A pioneer, if you go first, you're both dependent and independent. All right? You're independent from the control of man. But you're very dependent upon the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. 
When you're a proto-believer, you're not controlled by men. You, you refuse to be controlled by the opinions of men. You refuse to, to be controlled by family and friends and my family have done this and we followed this way and everybody, that's how we do it. You make a new path. You break forth. On this night, I just sense that some of you, you need to break the, 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 the patterns in your family. That as my father has done this and my grandfather and we followed and, and we always followed a secure way and a secure job. But I feel that God says, break open, break out of the, the normal structure he wants to lead to you. There's a, there's a new crea there's a creativity within you and a calling to get creative ideas. Don't be conformed to the mold. Don't sit in the mold. But God wants to break open over you a new life. You see, so, so proton people. An apostolic nature is not controlled by religious organizations that cannot adapt to change, that's stuck in the old ways. Proton believers, they, they, they hate witchcraft and slavery and control all these things. Acts 5, it speaks that they rather obey God than man. We obey God, not man. You do that what is pleasing unto the Lord. You recognize dependent and independent you recognize that you cannot do anything without God you cannot do anything without God I love this 2 Corinthians 5 13 speaks about proton people that actually you're a little bit crazy all right you have to have that little element you know that you're not all there otherwise you won't make it come on you have to be in that nature. It says, for if we are beside her, that beside word means that you're actually a little bit crazy out of your mind. You're not normal. That's what the word speaks there. For if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. So praise God, you can be for God a little bit out of your mind. He says, but if it's for in a right mind, it's for you. Right? So for your neighbor, you'll be sane. But for God, you can go a little bit crazy. And that's the thing about proton believers is the exploits we take is we live by faith. We do things that's daring. We do things that people in their right mind, your, your neighbor now, all right, they will tell you, hey, don't do that. That's not wise. Have you seen this? Have you seen the economy? Have you seen lately this? But, but when, you, when you work here, we do things that doesn't make sense to the natural man. We do things that is by faith, often unreasonable for man, but we succeed. Come on, we're not afraid of failure. When we do things, we break new ground and we cultivate and we work that. That's why you can hold on and you can carry on and you can endure until it comes, until it realizes. So you operate by a spirit of faith, not by fear. You're not controlled by fear. Your reputation does not come before obeying God. You will rather obey God than be worried about your reputation. That's a proton believer. That's one who goes first. If God sends you, you don't worry about what people say. Your reputation doesn't matter. It's about obeying God and what He wants. So it takes a great deal. Come on, it takes a great strength to be a proton believer. But God calls it over you. You see, God doesn't call you something and then doesn't give you the equipping and the power and the grace to walk in that. When God calls you something, He gives you the ability and the grace to walk in that. So last point, then we're done. I believe God is releasing new wineskins and, and we need to focus on what God releases. 
so that we can come and inaugurate, that we can establish, that we can lay that foundation in the new wineskins that God is releasing. But proton believers are pattern believers. Prototype is the word. That's where prototype comes from. It's from the word proton in the Greek. So before I built something, there was first a prototype, isn't it? You have a prototype, a first. When you develop and you have a business or an idea or things that you want to make, then you tell people, hey, this is not the real deal yet. This is just the prototype. And then I'll go into production. But this is just the pro. It's first. And, and the thing is, what is the prototype? It's that which is first, but it's the type. It's the, the pattern and the mold that can be duplicated. Because from here now, we're going to start duplicating and we're going to make lots of that. Come on. Lots of that. And, and when you are a proton believer, it means that God wants to, through you, raise up models and patterns for future generations. And that through you, for future generations, you have to shift a pat pat paradigm. You have to shift the pattern. You, you need to focus on these things that God wants to give you, the ideas, the, the innovative things. That's why I say business. You want to start business? God brings innovation to you. God brings creative ideas to you. Pray, listen, wait, and then step out in faith. Don't think you're crazy. Don't think it's impossible. Do that. You see, a pattern is something that can be duplicated. So in other words, we're not just having fun. We're not just having church and doing something here. We're actually busy doing the prototype and laying the pattern so that it can be duplicated. Proton believers live a lifestyle that can be duplicated in other places. When you called in and you know why it was called apostolic? The, the term apostolic is actually not from the Bible. It's actually from the Romans. All right. When Rome started to invade places, they sent apostolic teams. Would would be a, a king and all these things and the, the soldiers and the people. The apostolic team was to team was to go and establish the new culture, to go and establish the whole new system, to go and influence the area with the new way. When God calls you as an apostolic people, He says you're an ambassador of Christ. So God in the apostolic nature goes and sends you forth as a prototype and he says that hey you need to go that what you've received the pattern of heaven the prototype you need to go and then establish and duplicate that now in another place so we go and we take territories we break ground and we bring kingdom to that area do you understand what the calling is come on it's not just to love and oh we've got i'm the apostle and you, no god sends you first to start breaking open something so that kingdom can be established. That's last thing then we've done. Firstborn of all creation. By him all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. And he's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Can you see? Firstborn of creation and firstborn of the dead. In everything that he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile himself to all things. Whether on earth or heaven. Making peace by the blood of his cross. Jesus was sent first. 
And now he comes and he says, as I was sinned, I was sinned, I sinned you. David was a proton believer. He released the prototype on the plan for worship. Abraham was a prototype, a pattern concerning faith and how we should walk. Joshua was a pattern and a prototype concerning warfare. You see, there's patterns and prototypes how God uses. Jesus was our pattern how to be sons and daughters of the Most High. He comes and He calls you. Proton believers are people of courage. You are brave. And I want to tell you, God calls you to be brave in the season, to have courage and boldness, to, to be brave, fearless, and daring. That's the nature of the apostolic because um, Proverbs 21 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on. The righteous are bold as a lion. The lion is the symbol of the apostolic ministry. That's why Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah as a lion. I love it. We're going to sing that song one of the days. Yeshua HaMashiach. Where he says, Jesus the Messiah. He says, the lion of Judah. It means the lion who guards the land. Jesus our Messiah the Lion of Judah is the Lion who guards the land. The type of Judah, the flag was a lion. Jesus comes from this, the Lion, it's representing the apostolic call. Judah means praise. See, God wants you to have fearless praise. Praise is our weapon that as we go, you take areas and dominion with your praise and with the power that God gives you to be fearless like a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. And then he says that, you know, we are bold in dealing even with the demonic. To bring and reign, or bring God's reign and God's kingdom into a place. Amen. I want to read the last scripture, then we're done. Out of the book of Genesis 49. Here Jacob, just before he dies, he blesses all of his sons. And he gives each a blessing and an inheritance. And he speaks to, to, to Judah. And he's declaring this over Judah and he says, Judah is a young lion. My son, you return from the, from the prey. And like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the staff between his feet, until Shiloh comes and the allegiance of the nations is his. Shiloh is a byname for the Messiah, for Jesus. And it says that the scepter will not depart from Judah, the, the apostolic, the one that represents the lion, the one that represents first to go and to break forth in praise, the one that needs to reign in the authority. Now, God comes and, and as you reign in authority, He says that the staff, one other translation says the legislation or the law giving will not depart from your feet. What God says is, as a first, as a prototype, as you go to, to change cultures and as you go to set a pattern, He says that your praise will be a weapon, but He says, out of your mouth, law giving, you will decree, you will speak, you will have this and it will not come, it will not part, He says, until Shiloh comes. In other words, He says, go and do this mission, be disciple makers, go and take territories. 
until Shiloh, until the Messiah comes and all nations are His. So in this, God sends us as an apostolic people. God sends us as proton believers to say, be first. And I want you to in your heart respond and, and know that the nature of this is you can't carry hardships. You can endure things. You can be courageous. You can be brave. Come on. You can live breakthrough. You can live. But this is the thing. When you start living in this house, I've said it this morning, whatever hits the head hits the rest of the body. If God starts to call us into the apostolic, whatever is in this house, you start to partake in that benefit. If this is an apostolic house, therefore, all of you suddenly, there's more urge, there's more things that I want to start business. I need to own. I cannot just be a slave to a system. I need to, to be innovative. I need to, because of the calling, because of the identity. Can you understand what God is doing? God is bringing shift and change. God wants you to walk in that authority. I want to declare over you to be as fierce and as bold as a lion. Come on, let's just pray together. Just close your eyes. Just where you sit, just, just close your eyes. That Father, tonight we come and, and I ask Father that you will come and speak to every heart. And, and, and as I was preaching, Father, that you have different ways how you speak to us. But if there's something in your heart that, that, that resounded, that, that echoed with what God is saying and, and what God wants to do in you, that you will respond to that. Say, Lord, yes. I will raise my hand and I will say, here I am. Send me. I will be first. I will be a prototype believer. I will be a proton believer. I will be someone that walks in your fullness. I will be the one that will break the ground. Even if there's no road, I will tr trust you to lead me to break forth open a new road and a new way that I will walk in these new ways. Even if you've been walking with God for, for many, many, many years, I believe that God wants to bring a fresh anointing, a fresh way over you to break and let, a, let fresh rivers flow from your belly. It's time that we not just walk with, with knowledge in our heads. It's time that we can walk in the manifestation of His Word and the manifestation of who God says we are. As sons and daughters. And therefore you need to under, un, undertake or, or take upon you the identity and that what God calls you. And God says, I've called you to be like this, a proton believer, to be first. First in place, beginning. To be innovative, to lay that first stone take that first step and father that 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 we will come and take first steps i want you to take on this identity you are bold and brave and that you are a person of breakthrough that there will be no restriction or boundaries or hindrances in the season anymore but that god gives you the ability to break open and to break through not just for your benefit but for the benefits of others because God calls you as leaders and leaders don't do things for their own benefits they just lead the way for the benefit of others so I want you to see that God says the righteous is as bold as a lion that God calls you to be a bold and mighty lion in the season and that you will roar 
You see, one of the things about a lion, his job is to mark his territory. One of his jobs is to play with the cubs that when the hyenas, when the demons and the things come, they will smell like the male lion. They will smell. They will be marked. You are marked by God, the lion of Judah. The one who goes before you, Christ, first was our apostle. But as he ascended, now he says, I send you to do that what is pleasing unto the Father. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit our website at bchurch.co.za. Reformed to function. Let's be church.